Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Avram Shur. Maseches Beitza has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Yassi Friedman, Le'ilu Nishmas, Menachem Ben Yosef, and Etzina Devorah Bas Yechiel. Be'ya Daf Yud Dalid. In the Mishnah, we learned the Machloikes Be'Shamay and Be'Silol concerning the methods one is allowed to use in order to grind salt and spices. And what comes out of the Divrei Mishnah is that according to Be'Silol, you don't have to do any shinoi for tavlin, for spices, but you do have to do a shinoi katan for melach. The shinoi katan means that you use a madach shal eitz instead of a madach shal evan. Mashenke Beshamai hold that you have to do a greater shinoi for melach, and tavlin is what we allow you to do a shinoi katan for. The greater shinoi being bepachu ve'etz apurr, and it's only tavlin that they allow you to use the madach shal eitz, which Beshil is matir for melach. The Gemara gives the Hezber as to what could be the difference between tavlin and melach. Two possible as Beir the Gemara suggests. One is that Melach, you knew before Yom Tif that you were going to have to use it. Mashenke and Tavlin, you didn't know necessarily before Yom Tif that you would have to use them. Because, Ein kol hakderis triches Tavlin. And the other difference the Gemara suggests is that Melach is something that doesn't get spoiled and it doesn't lose any of its time if you leave it from before Yom Tif. So you could do the Tchina, the grinding, before Yom Tif. Mashenke and Tavlin, if you were to do it before Yom Tif, you'll lose some of the time by leaving it overnight. The Gemara then brings down the member of Rebuter Mishmuel, who says that even Melach could be done Kidarkai, and the Gemara explains that he's going like the Tana of the Brisa. The Tana of the Brisa brings down Shittas Basilo. Basilo, according to the, this Tana, holds that you're allowed to do it on Yomtiv, even to Melach. You're allowed to grind up Melach Kidarkai without any Shinoi. Now, the first question that we have to ask is that why would it be Mutter to grind up anything on Yomtiv? Because one of the most basic rules that govern what malachas you're allowed to do for the sake of Eichel Nefesh is the rule that's brought down by the Yerushalmi, Toysvis and Daf Gimel brings down the Yerushalmi that it's usher to do anything prior to Lisha. Yerushalmi is in Perik Aleph Halachayun, and the Yerushalmi says, Minayin she'ein boyrin ve'ein toichin and ve'ein markidim. Talmud Lomer Acha she'yachal chal nefesh, and next to that it says, Ushmartem esamatzis. So by putting the din of Acha she'yachal chal nefesh, the heter of oichal nefesh, next to Ushmartem esamatzis, which is something you accomplish through Lisha, so we learn from there that from Lisha ve'elach, those malachas are mutter. No malachas that appear before Lisha in the list of the Lamates malachas are mutter on Yomtev. That's why a person is not allowed to do Ktsira, Tchina, he's not allowed to do all the malachas that precede Lisha. So since one of the malachas that precedes Lisha is Tchina, grinding, why would it be mutter to grind spices or melach on Yomtev? So the Rishonim actually addressed this question in the beginning of Perak Ein Tzadim. Now it's important to point out that there is a big machlokes Rishonim whether those malachas that are before Lisha in the list of Lamites malachas that we said that they're Aser on Yamtif, is that Iser and Iser Dairaiser and Iser Drabonan when you're doing it for Eichel Nefesh. The Rush understands that all those malachas are only Aser Midrabonan. Even though the Yerushalmi brings a Drasha, the Yerushalmi only means it as an Asmachta Ba'alma. Similarly, the Ran, who although he holds that the Yerushalmi meant it as a Drasha Gemura, nevertheless he holds that our Gemara, the Bavli, disagrees with this, and according to the Bavli, these malachas would be Aser only Midrabonan. The Rambam as well, in Perak Aleph, Allah Zayin, Allah Hay, holds that these malachas are Asim Midrabonan. However, the sheet of the Rajbah in the Avodis is that these malachas are Asr mid 
In any case, they all discuss why would it be mutter over here to do Katisha, to grind Melach or Tavlin on Yomtif if Tisha is part of the Melechus Toichen, which is one of those Melechus that is before Lisha and is Usr on Yomtif. So the terence that the Rishonim give to this question is as follows. The fact that the Melechus that are before Lisha are Usr on Yomtif needs a Hezber. Why is it? If it's a Dinder Abonan, that the Abonan chose to be Matar only the Melechus Milisha Ve'elach, and if it's Dinda Raisa, it also needs a Hezber. Why would the Torah draw a distinction between these two types of Malachas? Even if it's Xeris HaKasiv, it needs to have a Geder. So the Rishonim say that the Torah Asr on Yamtif, Malachas Avoidah. That's the Lushan that the Torah uses when it describes the Isser on Yamtif. What does Malachas Avoidah mean? So they say that things that a person does so that he should have it Liyamim Rabim falls under the category of Malachas Avoidah as opposed to the Malachas that a person does only on a day-to-day basis. For example, Ktsira, a person isn't Koitzer, he doesn't harvest a small amount of wheat and then go and grind it up and turn it into dough and bake bread. He first harvests an entire crop and then he does ma'amer to that whole crop. He does all the malachas, zoira, bura, merakid, and even tchina. A person does not take wheat and grind up a little bit to go and make into bread. A person first grinds up a lot of wheat and then little by little as time goes on, he takes his flour and makes dough out of it when he needs it. So, Lisha is the first thing that relates directly to the person's Oichel Nefesh, as opposed to the Malachas that a person does, Liyamim Rabim, that doesn't necessarily relate to today's Oichel Nefesh. The Magid Mishnah in Perik Aleph Hilchas Yomtiv, Halacha Hei, says a little bit of a different spin, and that is that Malachas Avoida is something that it's the derech for an Eved to do for his master. There are some malachas that it's the derech for the person to do it himself, and other malachas that the person gives out to his avadim, or he hires people to do it. And he even gives a reason. He says, We were given the lav of these malachas, Lizkar, to remember, We once upon a time were avadim in Mitzrayim, and we have to remember that we used to do such malachas for our masters. But any malacha that it's the derech for roiv b'nei adam, most people, they do it for themselves in their house, we don't have any isr to do. Mimela, say the Rishonim, the Ran, the Ramban, the... Rosh, the Melchamis, and the Ra'ah over there in Perik Ain Sadin, that the Malacha of Tchina is usually when a person grinds a lot of wheat. That's something that's done Liyamim Rabim. Masha'enkain, when a person grinds up salt or Tavlin, the person does it only for the meal that he needs it. They ask on this, then why is a person not allowed to pluck off a tree that's easy to pluck off a tree, like a strawberry? You're not allowed to go on Yomtif, even though it's Eichel Nefesh. You're not allowed to go over to a strawberry bush and pull off a strawberry. Even though people don't necessarily harvest an entire crop, they take one at a time. So the Ra'ah answers this question by saying that in each malacha, you have to go after roiv of that malacha. So for example, Ktsira. The roiv of Ktsiras that are done, people do Liyamim Rabim. It happens to be that there's a meat of people that go around plucking off individual peris to eat them. But the vast majority of ktsiris that are done are done liyamim rabim, and therefore it is usr. Masha'enkein tchina. Since there are many tchinas that are done just on a one-time basis, the malacha itself doesn't have an objective definition. And chazal were mechalik between the times that you do it liyamim rabim and the times that you do it only for now. The Ran 
uses this theme, but he gives it to Sefis Hezber. He says that by Tchina, since there are separate kalim that one uses, when a person does it liyamim rabim, he uses a mil, a rechayim. Masha'enkein, when a person does the Tchina that we're discussing, he uses a meducha, like we learn in our Mishnah. Since there's a difference in the kalim, Chazal weren't forced to answer all Tchinas. Masha'enkein, Ktsira, we don't find that there are separate kalim used for different types of Ktsira. Now these svaras, both the svara of the ra'ah, that we have to look at the general malacha and decide whether roif pa'amim is done a certain way, or the svara of the ran that we look at the kalim that are used, seem to be svaras in the rabbanans. You could say the rabbanan made a loy plug. They said that when one kli is used, so there's loy plug, even though sometimes it's not done liyamim rabim. However, we already mentioned that the rajbas shita in the avodas hakodesh is that the malachas that are before lisha are aser midairaisa. So how does he explain the fact that there's a difference between plucking a strawberry off a tree and grinding up salt and tavlin? If there's a drasha da'iraisa that tells us that lisha ve'elach, it's mutter only because it's not done liyamim rabim. But the things that are done liyamim rabim are usr, so then it should depend. Each case, practically, is it liyamim rabim or not? So actually, in Avodah HaKodesh, he alludes to the Teret, which is found in the Mulchamas from the Ramban, over there in the beginning of Perak Eint Sadin. And that is that Lisha, not only is it something that is done, Liyoim, it's not done, Liyamim Rabim, but it's also done to things that are in your Rishus. And therefore, we see it as directly relating to your Oichel Nefesh. Masha'en Kain. Any Malacha that's done, Liyamim Rabim, is certainly not seen as part of your Oichel Nefesh. And even if it's done, not Liyamim Rabim, like taking something off of a tree to eat since prior to you taking it off of the tree it's not in your rishos it's not tachas yodcha so the malacha is seen as one step before your oichel nefesh malacha's oichel nefesh he says is to be masakin that food that's already in your rishos to be koitzer which means that you're going to now obtain the food and have a tachas rishos so that you can then go and make it part of your sudas yomtif is already seen as a malachas avoida it's more like the creation of oichel as opposed to tikkun oichel so in summary, the reason why in our Mishnah we allow you to grind up salt and tavlin, although tachina grinding is not one of the malachas that's mutter on yomtif, is because the gather of that which you're not allowed to do the malachas before lisha is because for various reasons they're not seen as malachas oichel nefesh, they're seen as malachas avoida. If it's done liyamim rabim, then that's the type of malacha that we see as being malachas avoida. It's not directly related to your oichel nefesh. Masha'enken in our Mishnah, you're not doing the type of grinding that's liyamim rabim. To be mechalik between this svara and that which we find that you're not allowed to pluck a fruit off a tree, we mentioned three as beirim. According to the ra'ah, you have to look at roif pa'amim of that malacha. So if roif pa'amim it's done liyamim rabim, then we don't care that this particular case you're not doing it liyamim rabim because there's a loy plug. According to the ran, it's not because roif pa'amim, rather it's because a separate kli is used for this tzachina as opposed to the that's rabim, you use a different kli and the svar of the Ramban and the Rajba is that you always have to look at whether the thing is tachas yodcha or not so things that are being plucked off a tree are still not tachas yodcha they're not prashuscha and therefore it involves more of what we call malachas avoida another question that needs to be addressed in our sugya is Akashan Shitas Rashi. Rashi in the beginning of Perak Ein Sadin explains that the reason why you're not allowed to do Tzedah on Yamtif 
is because any malacha, even if it's for Eichel Nefesh, that you could have done before Yom Tif, you're not allowed to do on Yom Tif. And the question is that we learn in our sugya that Melach is something that if you do it before Yom Tif, it's not going to get ruined. So why, according to Shittas Rashi, do we allow you to grind up Melach on Yom Tif? The same Shita appears in Toysus and Megillah, Davzayin Mabez. Toysus says that a person who is Megabin, he makes cheese on Yom Tif, he gets Malkus. And Toysus explains the reason is the Vade Oichel Nefesh HaMeskalkel Imoiseu Esmo. Definitely Oichel Nefesh that will get ruined if you do it the day before. Mutulah says to be Yom Tif. Avel Oichel Nefesh, the Adif Tfei, Kishu Osim Esmo. Oichel Nefesh, which is even better if you do it the day before. Osulah says to be Yom Tif. You're not allowed to do it on Yom Tif. Now there is Machloikas Nachroinim, what Taisvis means. According to the Marsha, Toysvis doesn't mean dafka if it's better when you make it before Yom Tif, then it's Asr. Even if it would be the same, it's just not miskalkal if you do it the day before, it's also Asr to do it on Yom Tif. The Prichadish argues in this and holds that it's dafka if it's better. According to the Marsha, we have the same kasha that we asked in Shittas Rashi because according to Marsha, Shittas Toysvis is that anything that will not be miskalkal if you do it the day before is Asr and you would get Malkus if you do it on Yom Tif. And the fact that Tosis says you get Malkus is significant because there are those that want to say at least Bidas Rashi that although Rashi says you're not allowed to do the Malachis that you could have done the day before on Yom Tif, Rashi only means an Isidur Abbanan. But from the fact that Tosis says you would get Malkus shows that there is an Isidur Raisa. Now theoretically we could say that the reason why Rashi and Tosis hold that it will be mutter to do the Ketisha to Melach even on Yom Tif is because our Mishnah says that for Melach even according to Basil you have to do a Shinoi. And maybe this is enough of a shinoi to make it be considered kilachayad. And since it's kilachayad, it's not an isra And the rabbanan who made the iser of doing malachi kilachayad, they didn't make their iser when it involves such a level of oichel nefesh. Of course, a person can't eat a uh, kedera without putting melach in it. However, that would make sense according to the Tana of our Mishnah. But we know that the Tana of the Brisa holds that the Nidoichen Kedakin, you're allowed to do Melach, the Ketisha, you're allowed to do even in the way that you always do it. So you don't do it, uh, any Shinoi. And that's the way that Rabbi Yehuda Amar Shmuel Paskins. And there's nobody that holds that by tilting it to the side, which is considered a Shinoi, that would help to change it from a Mlocha Dairaisa to a Kalachayat. That's not called Kalachayat. That may be a Shinoi when something is Usr. As a chumrah, when we want you to be mishana it from the usual way, then we t- say tilt it to its side. But tilting it is not something that helps to make something be kalachayat if you're doing it in the normal way. So Nagois of Rabbeinu Peretz on the smack in Simon Kuf Tzadik Dalit, he says an interesting teretz. He says, V'shema yesh loimar, kivin the ikar ha-tavlin l'sakein ha-tavshil. Since the primary function of this tavlin that you're grinding up is in order to be misakin, in order to properly prepare the tavshil, and the tavshil itself you couldn't make before Yom Tif. It would have gotten spoiled. He's saying that although it's true that Melach does not spoil if you grind it before Yom Tif, and as such it should be usher to grind on Yom Tif, but since the purpose of your grinding the Melach is for a tavshil, and that tavshil is something that you're allowed to do on Yom Tif, so the grinding of the salt is seen as a chelek of the hachonas tavshil. And says Rabbeinu Peretz that the Amiroim, the first Amiroim in our Gemara, that Paskin, that you're not allowed to grind Melach without a Shinoi because Melach is something that does not get spoiled if you did it before Yom Tif, they argue on this Svarah. Now aside from the issue that revolves around whether you're allowed to do Melechus Echel Nefesh that could have been done before Yom Tif, on Yom Tif, there is an issue raised over here in our Sugya by the Rishonim, which is somewhat related to the Svarah that we just mentioned from the Rabbeinu Peretz. 
And that is as follows. The Ran over here brings down B'Shem Deraivet, that grinding up salt is considered machshire oichel nefesh. In Hilchas Eichel Nefesh, we find two categories. There's when you do something that is Eichel Nefesh Mamish, for example, cooking or shechting an animal, those are preparations of foods, and that's called Meleches Eichel Nefesh Mamish. Besides that, there's also a category called Machshire Eichel Nefesh. For example, somebody who sharpens a knife with which he's going to shecht an animal. Now, Machshire Eichel Nefesh is Machlekes Rehuda and Rabbanan. This is brought down later in Davchav Chesmet Beis. The Rabbanan say, Ein bein yom tev l'shabes, elo oichel nefesh bovad. And Rabbi Yehuda argues and says, Af machshire oichel nefesh is mutter on yom tev. The Gemara then goes and explains that even Rabbi Yehuda, who's matter machshire oichel nefesh, he's only matter machshire oichel nefesh, that it was e'ef shel asoysim me'erev yom tev. You could not have done it before yom tev. Machshire, that it's e'ef shel asoysim me'erev yom tev, it's not mutter. And that's because there are two psukim. There's one pasuk that says, lochem. Lochem l'chol tzarechechem, you could even do machshirin. There's also another passage that says, Hu levada yasel lechem, only ochel nefesh itself you're allowed to do, and that's memayit machshirin. So he uses the passage of hu to be memayit, something that you could have done, me'erev yomtif. Now since even Rabbi Yehuda, Aser is machshirin that you could have done, me'erev yomtif, the Ran asks that over here, in the case of Melach, since you could have done it, me'erev yomtif, Melach is considered machshirin ochel nefesh, because the purpose of grinding up the melech is in order to be able to put it into the dish that you cooked. So why would you be allowed to do this on Yom Tif? And from here he learns that even though machshirin, that it was possible to do me'er of Yom Tif, it's not mutter to do them on Yom Tif. Nevertheless, if you do it with the shinoi, then it's mutter. Because we find out in our sugya that you have to do some sort of shinoi. And actually the Rajma of Chavchesim Abbez uses this svara to say that a knife, that you could have sharpened on Erev Yom Tif, it's mutter to sharpen it using a shinoi. However, the Ravid in the Sagas, in Perik Dalet of Yom Tif Yud, asks that according to the Rabbanan of Rabbi Yehuda, this won't help us. Because Enech and Amir, Rabbi Yehuda, is matter doing machshiri echel nefesh on Yom Tif, but the Rabbanan say that you cannot do machshiri echel nefesh on Yom Tif. So why would a shinoi help me? Answers the Raiva that the Chachamim were given the power to determine which machshirin you're allowed to do. And they said that there are machshirin that are like oichel atzmoy. Meaning to say that since you deposit the tavlin or the melach into the tavshal itself, that's like preparing food. That's not called machshirin. So those are two svaras. Either it's mutter to do the grinding up of melach, although melach is considered machshirin, and although machshirin that you could have done before yomtif is not mutter, here it's mutter because you're doing it with the shinoi, or it's mutter because the rabbanan have the discretion to decide which machshirin are mutter, which machshirin are considered ka'echel atzmai. Now the ran over here in our sugya says that melach and tavlin is not called machshirin at all. Melach and tavlin are called food. And the reason he gives is because you're being nene migufay shaldover. Machshirin is usually something that you're not nene from. If you sharpen a knife, there's no hanah that you end up having from the sharpening of the knife itself. You have hanah from what you do with the knife. Mashe'enkein melach, you are nene from the melach. You eat the melach together with the rest of the tavshel. So the Ran's opinion is not that it's considered machshirin. It's just that it was left to the Rabbanan's discretion to determine which machshirin are mutter, like the Ravit says in the Hasogis. Rather, it's not considered machshirin. Melach and tavlon are considered oichel nefesh atzmoy. 
So we now have fundamental machloikis as to whether an ingredient that you don't consume by itself, you have to put it into another tafshal. Is that considered machshiri echol nefesh? Because its purpose is really to enable the eating, the consumption of something else. Or it's considered echol nefesh atzmai because soif kol soif, it is consumed. It may not be consumed by itself, but since it's consumed as part of the tafshal, we consider that echol nefesh. The Rambam in Perik Alf Halachiches also seems to consider Tavlin Machshire Echel Nefesh because the Rambam says Vachin Machshire Echel Nefesh Sheesh Pem Chesarim Nasumi Ba'Erev Oisin Oisin Beyomtiv Kigoyin Shchikas Tavlin Chiyotz Behen. The Goyin Spamonius learns over there that he means that he passes like Reb Yehuda, and that's how the Goyin in Simon Tovkov test learns as well. According to that, you would have to say that the reason why salt, which is not Mefigin Taimon, is mutter is only because it's a shinoid like the Svar of the Ravi that we mentioned. Take a look at the Adni Nezer in Erechaim Simon Tov test for further discussion in Shita Sarambam. As we mentioned earlier, there is Machloikas Rav Hunan Rav Chizda, how to be Mazber the Chilik that our Tana makes between Melach and Tavlin. One Hezbeth that's given is that a person doesn't know from before Yomtif that he's going to need Tavlin, but he does know that he's going to need Melach. Therefore, Melach, there's no excuse he should have done it before Yomtif. Tavlin, he didn't know. So therefore, there's no tain on him that he didn't do before Yomtif. And the other time that's given is that Tavlin is Mephigin Tamun. They get worse. And therefore, you couldn't have done it before Yomtif. It would have lost some of its Tam. Ashenkin Melach, nothing happens to it if you leave it over. And the Gemara explains two nafkeminas between these two explanations. Number one, if the person knew Erev Yomtif what type of kadeira he was going to be cooking. So if you go with the tam, that the reason why tavlin is treated differently, we're more makele by tavlin, is because you didn't know. So then over here you do know. Mashenkin, if it's because mefigin taimon, so then it's still mefigin taimon. Inami b'merika, merika is an afkamina in the opposite direction. That, that's something that is not mefigin taimon. So if the person did not know exactly which kadeira he was going to cook, so then he has the excuse that he didn't have to do it from before Yomtev. But that's only according to the first Lushen. So you wouldn't have to do a Shino if you hold like the first Lushen. Masha'en Kain. If you hold like the second Lushen, that it all has to do with what's Mephigin Tamun. Since this is something that's not Mephigin Tamun, you would have to do a Shino. So what would we do, Lahalacha, if a person was confronted with either one of these two scenarios? A person had Marika, which according to one Lushen, you need to do a Shino. The other Lushen, you don't need to do a Shino. Or if the person had a Kedera that he knew what he was going to cook, according to the first Lushen, you have to do a Shinoi, and according to the second Lushen, you don't have to do a Shinoi. What would we tell the person to do? Do we tell him do a Shinoi in either one of these cases or not? So Toysfis says in Dibra Maschal Ikebeinayu that the repaskin sheyesh lesser bechol inyan that in either of these two cases we would ask her and tell the person that he has to do a shinoi. Ask Toysfis, what do you mean? Usually we say that bishol soif from halech achar mekel sofik darbana lekula. Toysfis says even so we would paskin over here lechumra and that is hoyel ulechol echad veechad yesh kula vechumra mikol tzad avdinan lechumra. Since each one of these timeim has a kula and a chumrah. So we cannot objectively say that either one of the two taimim is the more makel tam. Because the man Yamar, whose toilet on whether you knew or didn't know has a chumrah, the hainu, in a case where you knew what you were going to cook. And he also has a kula, which is in the case of Marika. And the other man Yamar is machmer the case of Marika, because Marika is not mefigin tamon, but he's also makel in a case where you knew which kadeir you're going to be cooking. So he says that since there's no way to define either one of these two shitas as objectively a mekel de kashita, we have to be machmer like the chumrah of both of them.
Because the rule is, You have to take the shita that is more mekel. Even though there is a klal of Safik Darabonah and Lukula, we can't be mekel in both cases because that would be a tarti desasri. And this is similar to what the Rishonim say and Davkuf Ches in Sochim by Haseba. There's Machloikis over there. One Mandiyamar says that the first two kaisis require Haseba, and the other Mandiyamar says the last two kaisis of the Arba kaisis require Haseba. Now, since we can't be Mekel like the Kula of either Shita, because neither one is more Mekel than the other, we pass you to do Haseba by all four. Why don't we say Sovik Drabon and Lakula? It's true that you can't go Achar HaMekel because we don't know which one is more Mekel. Neither of them over there are more Mekel than the other. But the principle of Sovik Drabon and Lakula says be Mekel when it comes to a Sovik. So why don't we take the Kula of both Shitas? That's also an impossibility because then you would end up not doing Haseba at all. And that for sure nobody holds up. So over here also, if you would apply the principle of Safik Darbon Lakula, we would end up taking the Kula of both Shitas, and that is an impossibility. However, in the Chedushir Kiveger, in Erevin Daflam and Chesimid Aleph, he says B'Shem the base mayor, like the first step in our argument, namely that you cannot say Bishal Soifram Halech Achra Mekel, because we can't identify which Shita is the more Shita Lakula. Because he explains that the din of Halech Achra Mekel means as if we're machria like one shita. We go after the shita that's more Mekel. And here we don't know which shita is more Mekel. But as far as the second step, why we don't apply the principle of Safik Darbana Lakula, he says that's because it's a Davr Sheyeshle Matirin. And Davr Sheyesh Matirin, you can't be Mekel. It's a Davr Sheyesh Matirin because after Yom Tif, it's going to be Mutter. So this is all Lafi the Psach of our Mishnah, that there's a difference between Melach and Tavlin. So we're discussing the Shittas that come to explain why there's Nimsi Melech and Tavlin. However, it continues Toisvis, and they say that for us there's no Nafgamina from this whole discussion because we pass it like Shmuel who says, So it makes absolutely no, no difference, even if it's something that doesn't lose its Tam, and even if it's something that you knew from before, it's Mutter to use a Meduchashel Evan. However, the Marsha asks that that's not true. Even according to Shmuel, there's an Afkamina between Melech and Tavlin, because Melech needs a small Shinoi, which is that you have to tilt it over. Masha'en Kain Tavlin, you don't even have to do that. So you still need to have the Shittas of Rav Hunar Mechista to explain what the difference between Melech and Tavlin is, and it should come out in Afkamina, Le'inyin, whether you have to tilt over the Kli when you're doing the grinding. That's the Marsha's Kasha on Toisvis. Why does Toisvis say that for us there's no Afkamina, whether you go like Rav Huna or Rav Chista, concerning what the difference between Melech and Tavlin is, there is an Afkamina. Even if you're allowed to use for Melech, the Meducha Shel Evan, you still have to tilt it, and therefore we have to know what the difference is. Now, this question can be found as well in the Rishonim, because the Rishonim asks Akasha on the Rif. The Rif does not bring down it, neither the Tam of Rav Huna or the Tam of Chizda. And it's assumed by the Rishonim that the reason is because he passes like Shmuel. And they ask, well, you still should have to bring the Taimim of Rav Huna and Rav Chizda to explain why there's a difference between Melech and Tavlin, Ligabe, having to tilt it over. And that's an Afkamina by Marika or uh, the, something that you knew what you're going to cook. So the Ramban in the Muhammad says that the time of Rav Hun and Rav Chizda were only time that were given to explain the time of our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is Bechalik between Melach and Tavlin, Le'inyan, what type of Meducha you're allowed to use. But Shmuel, who passes like the Tan of the Brisa, and he says that you're allowed to use Shal Evan by Melach as well, he would hold that Tavlin make, it would make no difference. If you knew about it the day before, if it wasn't Mephigan Tamon, he would always be Matir grinding up Tavlin no matter what. You wouldn't have to tilt it over.
even though it would tell you that you have to tilt over the kli when you're grinding up melach. What's the difference? He says the difference is that since really me'ikar adin, you're allowed to do it kedarkai, and you don't have to do any shinu whatsoever. It was only by melach, which you're not going to lose out by tilting it over, because when you grind it up in that manner, it gets ground up the proper way, since he says melech is very easy to grind up. Masha'en came tavlin, if you tilt it over, it may not get ground up as well as if you would not tilt it over. And since this whole thing is an extra chumrah, because mi'ikra adin, you're allowed to be n'doich and kedarkan, so we didn't require the person to tilt it over. So therefore it makes no difference whether you hold like Rav Huna, you hold like Rav Chista, because nobody would be mechaiv you by tavlin to tilt over the kli. And the Ran says that you could prove from our Gemara like the Ramban, that the din to tilt over the kli is not me'ikra din, because the Gemara says that Rav Sheshis, when he heard the noise of somebody grinding up, he said, This is not from my house. Now, he would have used a much stronger Lushin. He would have used the Lushin of Isser. Instead, he used the Lushin, which was mashba, that in his house, he was machmir to make sure that you grind it with tilting over the kli. And like the Gemara says, he was able to tell from the noise that the, the kli was not tilted over. The Mishnah says, Somebody who's being boyer, who's separating kitneus, he's allowed to separate the bad from the good, kedarkai, the way that he does it during the week. So we see that there's a Mishnah Mephoreshes, that you're allowed to do boyer psoilas mitoicha oichel on yomtif, and as the Gemara explains, we're talking about a case where there's less tircha to take the psoilus than to take away the oichel. If there's more tircha to take out the oichel, then you have to do it that way. However, in the Gemara later, and the Gemara says, Tani Ravina. Ravina was told over a brisa in which it says that if a tzuror, a pebble, or a kisem, a splinter falls into kemach, boyer biyodai. Instead of using the sieve, you should take it out with your hand. And Ravina said, Kolshkin, the Asr, you can't do it that way. The Havalei Kibayr. So you see from that Gemara that Bayr would be Asr on Yomtif. So there seems to be a stira between what we learn in our sugya and what it says over there. Now the Rambam and the Rif, the Rosh, none of them bring down that Gemara. Now the Beis Yosef in Simon Tovkovov, he explains that Ravina actually doesn't hold that it's Asr Mishim He was just saying that according to the Tana over there that says that you're not allowed to use a sieve, so he says that using your hand is even worse. As Rashi explains over there, that when you use a sieve, it doesn't look like you're doing any burr because everything goes through. You don't notice the little pebble that stays inside. Masha'enken, if the person takes it out with his hand, then it's apparent that he's doing Breira. But Ravina himself doesn't hold that there's an Isser Breira at all. It's not like we paskin uh, based on Ravina's memra that there is an Isser Breira. Ravina was responding to what was Mavura in that Breisa. And that's how the Daki Moshe over there in Sifkat and Aleph learns. And then it would come out that Breira is Mutter on Yomtif like the Pashtas of our Mishnah. However, the Beis Yosef over there writes that it's possible that it would be Aser. And the Ramah as well brings down that the Magmishna says that the Ravid holds that it would be Usr to take out a pebble on Yomtif because he's Choshish for the Sugya and Davchavtes. The Mishnabura in Sifkat and Yudbez over there brings from the Prichadash that Nochain Linoikain, you should be Noig that way. And we actually see Lahalacha that there are Kama Poiskim that hold that way. The Mogan Avram in Simtav Kuf Dalit, Sifkat and Tes, the Elio Rabbah in Simtav Kuf Yud, Sifkat and Bez, they all say that you're not allowed to take small pieces of matzah from matzah mail. So obviously they hold that there is a boyer problem on Yomtif. Now, if there indeed is a boyer problem on Yomtif, then we have to explain why in our sugya does Basil say that you're allowed to. What's the difference between being boyer kitneus and taking out a tzror from some flour? 
So from the Chayi Adam, in Klal Pei Beis, it's mashma, that really, on a Deiraisa level, Beir is mutter. It's one of the Malachas that's mutter on Yom Tif, and it's only a Drabanan that tells us that you're not allowed to be Beir Kedarka. You're not allowed to be Beir the way that you usually do it in the weekdays. So says the Chayyadam, taking a Tzroer, a pebble, out of flour is the way that a person would do Beira in the weekdays, and therefore it's Aser. Masha'enkein, the Kanoin and the Tamchui that were Matir, and our Mishnah is not the Derech, that you do it the rest of the week. The problem with this Mahalach is that in Shuchanach, it's Gepaskin, Simen Tovkuf Yud, Siv Dalid, that you're allowed to be in Misanein, to strain wine from its Shmarim, from the dregs, from the Psoilus that's inside the Yayin, even though that's the way that it's done during the week. Akopanam, that's Mahalach number one. That's the Chayi Adam's way of resolving the stira. Number two is the Shulchan Aruch Harav. This is also in Tim Tovkovov in the Kuntras Achrin, Sivkat and Aleph. And he's Mechalik between the type of Beirer that its derech is to do Lizman Merube, Liyamim Rabim. That type of Beirer is Aser. And the type of Beirer that's only Liyamai that's done for immediate use. And this is very reminiscent of the Svar that we mentioned earlier, Ligabe Meleches Toichen. We explain that on Yom Tif, it's only mutter to do malachis milisha ve'eloch. And the Rishonim explained that the Hezber, in that chilek, the malachis that are prior to Lisha, are malachis that the derech is to do them liyamim rabim, like a whole crop of tvua, a person's koitzer. A person does all of the malachis, like ma'amer and dosh and zoira, merakit, all the malachis that precede Lisha are generally speaking done to large amounts of oichel, not necessarily the oichel that you want to eat today. Masha'enkein Lisha is something that you do on a day-to-day basis. Similarly, says the Shukhnar Harav that when you're doing Beirer, that its derech is as a chelok of your achila, like the Beirer's kitneus that's described in our sugya, then it's mutter. Masha'enkein, the derech is to do Beirer by kemach for zman merubah. Now the obvious question is, as the Biralocha asked in Simon Tovkov Dalid, that taking a tzror, a pebble, out of kemach is something it's a derech to do for today, not for lizman meruba. But the answer is, and this is what the Birkis Yomtiv says, he says that it's usr because you go after the min. The min of kemach is one of those minim that it's the derech to be boirer them lizman meruba because generally speaking, you use a sieve to be boirer your kemach for azman meruba so you'll have it later and not necessarily a part of your oichel nefesh of today. So that's the second mahalach, how to understand the steer between the two places, between our sugya and the sugya daf chavtes. The machza shekel in Simon Tovkov Dalit, Sivkat and Tess, says a third mahalach. He says that there are two different types of boirer. There's boirer lifne lisha and boirer laacher lisha. Boirer is only mutter when it is after lisha, because all malachas are only mutter melisha ve'elach. And therefore he says that when you're boirer kemach, Kemach is by definition before Lisha, before you need it and made it, make it into dough. Masha'enkein, the Brera of Kitneus, is not doimit a that's prior to Lisha. It's actually immediately preceding your, your Achila. And it's mashma from the way that he explains it, that he understands that it all depends on whether you have to do another Tikkun after your Brera or not. If you need to do Lisha and Bishel after your Brera, then it's Aser because it's too far from the Tikkun HaOichel. Masha'en came by Kitneus, it immediately precedes your Achila, and therefore it's not Aser. 
Now, there would be quite a few nafkaminas between these various pshatim. Lamashal. Would it be mutter to remove a fly from, uh, from your soup or from a drink, a, a, a glass of wine? Or if you find an eggshell in your egg salad, are you allowed to remove that on yomtif? Now, according to the Chayi Adam, it would be usr because you're doing it the way that, person, that a person usually does it during the week. However, according to the Shulchanar Harav, Nobody ever does that type of thing, liyamim rabim. And since we explained that you go after the min, so when you're removing a tzrar from kemach, kemach is the min that it's the derech to do breira, liyamim rabim. Asha'en kain, removal of a fly from your drink is not the type of breira that a person does, liyamim rabim at all. Similarly, would it be mutter to use a peeler on yomtif, assuming that you're not allowed to be mishtamish with it on Shabbos? Could you use it on yomtif? So according to the Chayi Adam, it should be usr, because that's the way that you usually use it during the week. Mashi'enke, according to the Shulchan Aruch Harav, it's not, definitely not the way that you do something. Lizman Aruch, Lizman Meruba, and according to Mavsa Shekel, also should be mutter, because it is close enough to the tikkun of your Eichel. Shlomo Zalman actually brought down in the Shabir Shabbos, Kilchasa, Perigdalet Aruch of Zion, says that it's mutter to use a peeler on Yom as does Ibn Zikarelitz and Chachani in Amit Kuf Chavav. There are those that hold that it's Aser, but more because of Uvda Dechoyl. The Gemara brings a Braisa that says, Tanya Amar Avang Amliyah, Bamedvar Mamurim Kisha Oichel Meruba Ala Psoilus. Ava Psoilus Meruba Ala Oichel, Devera Kol Noitel Asa Oichel Menechas Apsoilus. And as we see in the Maskana of the Gemara, as long as there's more Tircha involved in taking the Oichel from the Psoilus, you should take the Psoilus from the Oichel. Rabbi Kiveger asks Akasha, and this is in the Toys of on the Mishnayis. He says, How is it mutter to take the psoilus away from the oichel? The psoilus has a din of muktzah. So you're being over and tiltal muktzah. And it's very hard to imagine that we're only talking about a case where the psoilus happens to be roi for Michael Behema. Therefore, says Rabbi that from here you see a raya to the Yisoy, that Toysvah says earlier, and Davchesem and Aleph in the Ramaschel Amrav Yehuda, Toysvah there says that you're allowed to take the Afer of Akira, which is Muktza, in order to use it for Afia. And the reason is because even the Isser of Muktza is Mutter when it's Negea Oichol Nefesh. Therefore, over here as well, we can say that since the person needs to eat the kidneys, so being metaltal muktza is not a problem because that's all part of the heter of echel nefesh. Not only did they allow you to do malachos that produce echel nefesh, they even were matir, the tiltal of muktza, when it enables a person to eat. The Rashash asks on Rukhveger, he says that there's a beferisha toysfis in Shabbos, lafkuf membez mebez, dibera maschil sha'oichel, and Toys explains that the reason why you're allowed to move the Soilus is because it's bottle beroiv oichel. This din bittel beroiv. And since it's bottle beroiv, it's not considered muksa. He says, I don't understand how Rabbi Kveger missed this Toysfis. The answer, obviously, is Rabbi Kveger is really bringing his raya to the, the Yusoid that tiltal muksa is mutter by oichel nefesh, not from Toysfis' shita, but from Rashi's shita. And the other Yishayim who explained the Gemara in Shabbos, not like Toysfis. They learned that the whole din of oichel meruba ala psoilis, that your metalto, the psoilis, is all built on the Yisoyed of Tircha. Since there's more oichel than psoilis, it's simply more Tircha to move the oichel, and therefore we tell you to move the psoilis. So it's not because the psoilis becomes bottle to the Rav Eichel, rather because there's more Tircha involved. And Kiveger and Nechdushim over there in Shabbos adds that from Toysvis you see that if it would not be bottle, if the Psoilus would not be bottle to the Eichel, we wouldn't be matir the tiltal of the Psoilus for Eichel Nefesh because Toysvis has to resort to the Din of Bittal. But from Rashi Shita you see that it's possible to be metaltal 
even without the dinner bittel, and that, as Rukhiwegri explains, is because of the Yisoyed of Toysus and Davches, that you're allowed to be metaltal mukta l'tzorich oichel nefesh. And of course, there's an afkamina between Rashi and Toysus, and that is what happens if the psolus and the oichel are equal. And this is actually discussed by the Taz in Simtov Kuf Yud Sivkot and Beis. And he says that you could be Boyer Eze Sheyirtze. Luchayre, this is Tully on the Machlekes Rashi and Toysfis. Because according to Toysfis, that the Heter to move the Psoilus is because it's Batal to the Oichel. Well, if they're equal, then you don't have the Bittal. Masha'enken, according to Rashi, there's a Heter to be Metaltal Muktza Litzorich Oichel Nefesh. Even though one can wonder that we know that there's a rule in Muktza that whenever you have the option of accomplishing something, you can be metaltal heter, so we should really ask you to do that. In which case we could ask in the Tazmin Manavshach. If you hold like Shittasat Toysfis, then you need to have Roiv heter keneged the Muktza. And if you, even if you hold like Shittas Rashi, you don't need Roiv, but why should you be allowed to be metaltal Muktza when you have the option of being metaltal something that's not Muktza? So we can answer both of these questions according to the Yisoyed of the Chazanish. The Chazanish learns, even Bidasa Toysfis, that Toysfis does not mean regular Bittol Beroiv, like it seems. And the truth is that it's very logical that this is not dependent on regular Bittol Beroiv, because we know that there's a rule in Bittol Beroiv that if the Isser is Nikr, then you don't say Bittol Beroiv. And over here, you can identify the pieces that are Psoilus. After all, you're moving them out. So what do we mean when we say that the Psoilus is Bottle al Yudei the Heter? Says the Chazanish, that if you look at Toysus over there in Shabbos, you see that even when you have an Evan on top of a Chavis, it's on top of a barrel, there's no Taruvis there, and yet Toysus also seems to say that it's bottle to the Chavis. So we're not dealing with Taruvis at all. What we are dealing with is the aside that if Oichel is Mu'ukiv al Yedei Muktza, if you can't get to the Oichel without being the Tautal Muktza, and you want to get rid of the Muktza in order to take the Oichel, that is not considered a Maisa of Tiltal Muktza, rather it's considered a Maisa of Tikon Oichel. And in such a case, Chazal were not Mesak in the Isra of Tiltal Muktza. And that's actually very much mashma in the Chedusha Ra'a over here. Because the Ra'a says that when the Psoilus is merubah la'oichel, when you have more Psoilus than oichel, the reason why you're not allowed to move the Psoilus, says the Ra'a, is because then the Psoilus is like an ikr. It's like it has its own identity. And it's no longer mutter to be metaltal. When something is considered a chelik of your oichel, then you're allowed to be metaltal it because we don't identify it as its own metzias. And therefore, its tiltal is considered part of the tikkun oichel. A person who peels a banana to eat the banana, we don't look at it as if he's being metaltal the peel. It's part of his tiltal of the banana. So now we can understand the Taz. That Kolzman, you don't have the Psoilus being Merubah la'oichel. The Psoilus doesn't get its own identity. We still see it as being a cheluk of your oichel. And we no longer have to ask on Rashi that how could you be metaltal the Psoilus when you have the option of being metaltal the heter? According to Rabbi Kivayger's understanding, then it's a Yisod, you're allowed to be metalto muktza in order to facilitate Eichel Nefesh. But according to the Chazanish, it's not a heter of tilto muktza. Rather, this is not considered tilto muktza at all. And it's just that Rashi holds that the Yisod that the Chazanish says is true, provided that there's no more tircha when you're moving the psoilus. Because if moving the psoilus entails more tircha than moving the Eichel, then we cannot view the tilto of the psoilus as a mere tikkun oichel. But if everything would be equal, like in the Taz's case, then it shouldn't bother us that it says that you could move whichever one you want. 
Because that's only problematic if we view this as tiltal muktzah with a heter. According to Rukvega, it's tiltal muktzah with a heter. According to the Chazanish, it's not tiltal muktzah at all. As soon as we can identify it as tikkun oichel, you're not doing the act of tiltal muktzah. So it comes out that according to Rukvega, the yisoid of Toysfis is a real yisoid of bitl beroiv. And so when it's oichel, merubal apsoilis, we look at the psoilis as being bottle to the oichel, and it doesn't have a din of psoilis. And according to Rashi, the reason why you're allowed to be metal to the psoilis when it's oichel merubal apsoilis is not because it didn't bitl beroiv, but rather because you're allowed to be metal to muktzah litzoyrich oichel nefesh. Lefiv chazanish, it's not because the psoilis is bottle with the din of bitl beroiv to roiv oichel, rather the fact that there's Roiv Oichel is Kevei, the Oichel as the Iker, and therefore we look at your tiltal of the Psalus as being Tikkun Oichel as opposed to tiltal Muktza. And according to the way we're explaining, that is something that could be even said when they're equal. And the Chazanish's Hezber can even be understood Bidas Rashi. It's just that according to Rashi, the main determining factor to decide if something is considered Be'ikr Oichel and you, what you're doing is a Tikkun of Oichel is how much Tircha is involved. Because the moment there's less Tircha in the Tiltal of the Psoilus, then we already see what you're doing as Tikkun Oichel. Mashenkin, if there'll be more Tircha involved in the, in the Tiltal of the Psoilus, then we can't see it objectively as an act of Tikkun Oichel, and therefore it's Usr. The Mishnah says, You're not allowed to send on Yom Tif regular gifts. You're only allowed to send prepared foods. You're also allowed to send Yenos, Shmonim, Vesaltos, Vikitnis. Avo loy Tvua. You're not allowed to send Tvua and Reb Shimon Matur B'Tvua. Now, in explanation of Shittas Beishamai, there's a Machlokes Nerushayim. The Meiri says the reason why you're not allowed to send Behema Oifes that are Chayim that are not yet Shchutin is because we're worried that perhaps the person won't shecht it on Yom Tif. and then it turns out that you were Toireach Shaloy Lutzorich. The Ruah though says that the reason why you're not allowed to send foods that are not yet prepared, like behemoth, chaya, ve'oif, that are chayim, is because it looks like the person is sending it l'tzorich mocher. Since we don't know if the person uses it today, so we then have a chashash to maybe use l'tzorich mocher, and you're only allowed to send foods that there's a chacha, that it's l'tzorich hayoim. The Rambam in the Pirish Mishnayis says that the reason why it's us is Shloyasa Kederch Shu Oisa Bechoil. On Yom Tif, it's the Derech to send things to eat, to prepared foods. But to Stam send animals is the, is, is, is the Dechoil. It's not considered something that we see within the spirit of Yom Tif. Rashi's Lashon in the Mishnah. Elomonois is Davra Muchan. You have to send only things that are prepared. Ve'enoi Osui Lahanichai Lomacher. It's not the derech to leave it for the next day. It's not clear if he means like the ra'ah, that it's, it looks like you're sending it when it's not prepared foods. And that's why he says prepared foods have the maila that it's not therefore it doesn't appear like you're sending it to him. Or he means like the mi'iri, that since it's we're not choshish that that's going to happen and then it will turn out that he was the place can bring a raya from the Lashon of our Mishnah, Elam Monois, that Dafka Adavar HaMuchan is called Monois. And therefore, Legabe the Din of Mishloach Monois. On Purim, you have to send prepared foods and you can't send a live animal or bird that requires Shechita. Now, according to all of the time that we mentioned, 
whether you go with the Tam of the Me'iri, that the problem with sending Be'emachayev Oif Lefi Be'eshamay is because maybe you won't check it on Yom Tif, and it turns out that it was Teireach Le'elitzorich. Or like the Ra'ah, that when you send him something that needs preparation, it appears, it looks like you're sending it L'Tzorich Mochar. Or even according to the Rambam, that it's because it is not within the spirit of Yom Tif, it should make no difference whether you're sending it Derech Rishosarabim, which involves the Melechus Hitzah, or you send it through Rishosayachid. It makes no difference. However, the Taz, in Sim Tavkuv Taz Zayin, Sivkat and Aleph, says that, all, that the Isser, According to Beis Hillel, obviously, since we pass like Beis Hillel, there's no Isser to send Behemachayev that's alive, but Beis Hillel does say you're not allowed to send Tvua. And the Taz says that the Isser to send Tvua would only be Derech Rishasarabim because of the Isser Hoytzah. But if you were not sending it Derech Rishasarabim, then it's Mutter to send it. Because after all, Chitim that require Techina and the process in order to make them Roy for flour is not Aser Betiltel, it's not Muktzah, because you could do Ksisa, you could chew it. So the whole problem is really only because of Oitzah. However, the Achroinim, the Chayadam, and the Svasemes, they ask on the Taz, why should this be true? According to the Rambam, that everything that's Aser in our Mishnah is because of Maiseh because of Uvda Dechoyl. It makes no difference if you're doing it Derech Sarabim or not. And so too, according to the time of the Meiri. It all has to do with Tircha, whether you're Terech Shlo Litzorich in the time of the Ra'ah. All has to do with whether it appears like you're doing Litzorich Machar. This all shouldn't make a difference if the person sends the Derech Shlo or not. And it doesn't seem like there's any difference between the Isser according to Beis Shammai by live animals and the Isser according to Beis Hillel by Tvua. Because like Rashi says, You don't do Tchina on Yom Tiv. Rabbi Shimonu's matters because maybe you'll be Mavashal in the Kedera, which is not a normal way to prepare Chitim. As far as who we Paskin like, so the Ramam actually passed like the Tanakama, that you're not allowed to send Tavua on Yom Tiv, like the Shita of Hillel, as it's brought in our Mishnah. The Rif, however, Paskins like Rabbi Shimon, because he brings the Brisa that explains Shita of Shimon in the Gemara. So, because he brings that brisa, the Ram, the Rosh, or both say that the Rif must be paskining like a Shimon. They asked, though, why would he pass like a Shimon when we have the Shita of Esil in the Mishnah? Says the Drisha a very interesting thing. He says that the Rif understood that Rav Shimon was not coming to argue on the Tanakama, rather, he's coming to explain the Tanakama Shita. That even though the Tanakama said, Bedas Beisil, that you're not allowed to send Tvua, he came to explain that the Tanakama doesn't mean the type of Tvua that it's not Ro'i on Yomtif. If it's possible to take the Tvua that you send and use that Tvua on Yomtif, as Reb Shimon explains in the Brisa, then it's Mutter. And he says that's why it doesn't say the Lashon of the Mishnah of Reb Shimon Matir, which sounds like he's being Matir that which the Tanakama was Oyser. Rather, he says Reb Shimon Matir B'Tvua, and he's alluding to the type of Tvua that he describes in the Brisa that it's possible to use on Yomtif. You have been listening to the Shurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the DAF worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a DAF or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.